Hello guys, Jack here from Jack Makes Happy Hour podcast. And yes, the rumours are true. We're heading back out on tour in May 2024. 68% of the tickets are already sold out, but there are still a few left at Edinburgh, Newcastle, Manchester, Birmingham, Leeds, Cardiff, Sheffield, Nottingham, Bristol, Bury, and our home city of Norwich. So don't waste any time. Grab your tickets today and come and watch me, Alfie and Robbie live. And me. Mainly me, Alfie and Robbie, though, isn't it? Yeah. Happyhourlive.co.uk. See you in May. So hold on, I've asked you how you are, and you've told me that you're no longer a plastic darts fan. Do you? Okay, I'm. The, <laughs> do you, uh, I'm doing really well now. Um, I started therapy. People want to know about True Geordie and Lawrence. Is there much to say? They they want to know if there's a beef. What should people do if they bump into a YouTuber on the street? Do you think? I don't think there's a necessarily a correct answer to that. Surely, because it's going to depend on the person. True. What think- should people do if they if they bump into Stevie White? Let's chat a little bit about um, Doody Rhino. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Um, well, a lot of people uh, bring him up quite a bit. I've seen the Reddit. If you had to bring in a new co-host, who would you go for? What's the single greatest happy hour moment of all time since we've been doing it? There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. happy hour hello guys and welcome back to jack mates happy hour podcast still right in the grubby little middle of season series six stevie's here yep a lot of s's for a man who just had his teeth done oh <laughs> you said something about me i, was like, I got one s stevie <laughs> what's your middle name brian anthony you have only got one s white what mug you've got no s's jack carl deans you've just you've barely got syllables Jack Caldine, three syllables, that's all you need for Free a word. Free your whole name. What's the minimum amount of syllables you need for a word? One. Exactly, anything <laughs> else is showing off, isn't Not it? Not for a name, though. Stevie Brian Anthony White. Well, you've got two middle names. Yeah. That's weird. I'm like Downton Abbey, aren't I? My granddad hasn't got any middle name. Really? No, because he said he was born in the war and there was rations. <laughs> you weren't allowed middle names? No, it's just a bit of World War II base banter there yeah. for you. He's like Cher. <laughs> Oh no, she she probably I don't know. She she probably had a has she got a middle name? Why am I googling? She hasn't even got no a surname. No her real name's not Cher. How do you know? Maybe she had a name, but she shared it. 
What are we doing? <laughs> this uh, is going to get so oh, it's as good as it gets about Robbie. Uh, Robbie's still not here. He's um, he, he's he's sort of uh, just dealing with some family stuff at the moment, but he will be back, won't he? Will he? I hope so. Because <laughs> <laughs> if he's not, we're going to be very, very lonely. Because uh, it will just be me here carrying the show. Her name is Sherilyn Sarkisian. Yeah. T- take from that what you will. No anyway, middle name. What? No middle name. No middle name. R- rations. Rations. <laughs> she wasn't in the war. This is a Jack and Stevie special. And we like to call it a special because there's absolutely nothing special about it, apart from Robbie's not here. Um, how are you? Yeah, is that is that as far as we're going with the questions today? No, but there will be more. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, when I, so when a guest comes on and I say, what would you put in the Happy Hour Hall of Fame? They expect that to be the only question. No, but how are you is a bit... Is, well, you can take it with a pinch of salt. You can say, oh, yeah, the mould's doing all right. Or you can say, oh, I'm actually clinically depressed. Yeah. Um, maybe no, not, maybe not, you're depressed because of the mould. Not bad, I'm tired. We played two games of football in one night the other day, didn't we? Yeah, but that was 48 hours ago now. We're fresh and we're, we're, we're still spring chickens. Yeah, but then I had an issue that I felt really lively all night after that because we played until like a quarter to 11 at night or something, didn't we? Yeah, I couldn't get to sleep either. I, I fell asleep at 3am. Have you had um, sleep paralysis recently? I've never had it still. Still not. I'm so lucky. Even after we had old sleep paralysis expert in. Belangelal. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, he, I thought I was going to get it after that because the more you speak about sleep paralysis, the more likely it is to happen because it's in your brain, isn't mm. it? So sorry to anyone listening to this, but you're likely to have a sleep paralysis demon chasing you tonight. You were in my dream the other day. Was it a sleep paralysis one? No, it was a weird one though. You were, And I hate when people tell me their dreams because I could not give a fuck. But Because anything can happen in a dream. Yeah, but do, do you want to know what was happening? Yeah. It was, you remember The Simpsons? Yeah, not have heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember it? <laughs> like it ended in the 90s. Uh, it was, you were on the school bus with Otto, not Robbie's kid, the school bus. You know, at the bully. Right on, yeah. man. Here, no. Oh, the, bu- the bus driver. Yeah. 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 Um, it would have been a problem if the, the bully was driving, <laughs> wouldn't it? Um, but the, Nelson. Y- Nelson, yeah. You were on the bus with Otto and there was a hundred of you. Right? Hell. But it was going. Were we human or Simpsons? You were you, but Otto was him. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And you were going, I can't remember how it ends, which is a bit annoying, but you were going over a bridge and the bridge was going up and creating a gap. You know, when they when a bridge separates. For a boat to go under. Yeah, uh, yes, but you were driving along the on the bus along the bridge going up, up it, obviously to your peril. And oh, we might have made the jump. No, nah, you weren't going fast enough. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it sounds like you do remember how it ends. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, but you were, uh, I was really scared. Like, fuck, 100 Stevie's going to die. But then... <laughs> then you, you realise you don't actually care. <laughs> <laughs> I care about these fictional ones. Okay. <laughs> but you, you looked all right. You were happy with it. I was what, I was ready to meet my impending doom with Otto the bus driver. Was the world also cartoon? Was I the I only thing that wasn't cartoon? I don't cartoon? know. I just remember it being a... I, I've got vivid imagery that the bus was Simpsons-like. Otto was Simpsons-like. But I think maybe the world and you were normal. <laughs> I suppose I've been called that. <laughs> um, Fiona, can we quickly do a Google search for what does it mean if I dream about my friend dying? Oh, Okay. Maybe we'll do a whole episode about dreams today. This is the thing about this, listeners, and uh, and Reddit 
sort of relatives alike. We don't know where this is going today, so it could take a number of tangents. Um, Fiona's Googled, what does it mean if my friend, if I dream of my friend dying? Dreaming about the death of a friend could slightly signify that word, says Jack. You read it. Dreaming about a death of a friend could signify concern for that person. It could also mean that your friendship is undergoing change or that you'd prefer to be free of this person. (laughs) Keep in mind the meaning behind... The meaning behind the dream may not have anything to do with that friend at all. Wow. Could have been to do with Otto. Well, I don't want to look into this dream too much. And obviously it does say there that it could cause concern that you kind of want free of the person. However, Stevie, what one bit I didn't tell you about the dream is that on the other side of the bridge, there was another bus. Is this actually true or are you just adding this now? Full of 100 I'm Alex's. <laughs> we were going to crash in the middle. No, he was going well fast. He was going to make it. Wow, so as I fall down, he lands and... Yeah, and that is why I would like to take this moment to say, Stevie, you've been a great servant to the show over three years. (laughs) But please welcome back, everybody. I'm Alex! Hello, everyone, mate. (laughs) What's that, Alex? I don't know. What's that, Alex? How does he sound these days? He's the same as he did when we was on a... Katie, just insert a... Oh, my God, Katie, edit together a bit where Alex starts talking from a really old episode and make it seem like he's actually here. I'm so glad I don't do this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Alex. Um, I'm currently doing a... (laughs) Why am I doing this on the show? I'm sending him a voice now. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Hello, Alex. Um, We're doing happy hour. Um, Can you say the phrase, hello, everyone, all right, for me, please? And I will explain that later on. Cheers. I don't know what we're doing. No, I've got a funny dream thing. It's not that funny. But uh, this morning I woke up and got Isaac ready for school and went to take him to school. And he was miserable like with me this morning. Like the worst mood. No idea why. The kid's getting moods. Yeah, he's proper moody. Yeah, What's just... he got to be moody about? He's got the world at his feet. He was like kicking off. He was going like, I'm not going to school. I'm not doing this. And I was like, what? why are you in such a bad mood? Like, And I kept asking him. He wouldn't tell me. And then I was taking him to school. And on the way there... I, I, I said to him, did you have a bad dream? And he always tells me he doesn't have dreams anymore. It's because I don't dream anymore. I just don't oh, ever have dreams. That's like, quite sad. Yeah. He's given up <laughs> at five. But I was like, so I was like, so I just went, did you have a bad dream? And he went, no, you know I don't dream anymore. And then on the way, <laughs> <Sassy>. to, <laughs> on the way to school, he just randomly turned to me and went, do you ever have nightmares? Oh. And I, I just went, yeah, no, it happens occasionally, but luckily you can just think, you know, they're not actually real. It's just something that's in your head. And then you wake up and you realize everything's normal again. And I went, did you have a nightmare last night? And he went, yeah. And I went, I thought you didn't dream. And he went, I don't dream, but I do have nightmares. I was like, fucking hell, this is wow. dark. But then he, I was like, do you remember it? And he's like, no. And then we kept walking and just before he went in, I went, oh no, I do remember it. There was a red spider and it jumped out of our washing machine and chased me. And I was like, fucking hell, he's got this. Yeah, so he was in an awful mood because of a dream. That's quite scary because that's realistic. Yeah, other than he's got like this thing at the moment where he loves researching like spiders and stuff. Like he randomly turns to me and is just talking about mosquitoes and stuff. And I don't know why he loves like researching all these things. He asked me to go to Disneyland. I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but he asked to go to Disneyland the other day. And I was like, oh, that's quite cool that he's like getting into that. And he went, yeah, I want to go and see all the rides malfunction. What? Not not like a death thing, not like that. But he's watched this YouTube video of all the times the animatronics have like like been talking really weird and stuff because they haven't stopped. Like the robots don't work properly. So he doesn't want to go and enjoy Disneyland. He just wants to see the animatronics fail. That's a red flag. <laughs> if Tom and Benji from I Can Better a Podcast were here right now, they'd be getting into the timeline, if you know what I mean. I'm scared. He might turn out, he might murder you. He might become a bus driver. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, we put out some questions on the subreddit r slash Jack 
checkmate. Did we? Um, I did. Okay. Um, and also, I tweeted about it, saying that we're going to be doing doing an episode today that's just uh, involving me and you. And um, quite a lot of the uh, sort of responses were, "How are you in life?" So that's quite a nice thing that people care enough to ask us how we're actually doing. So why don't you uh, take the floor? How are you doing? I'm doing average at the moment oh. i've had a i've had a very rough couple of months as you know yeah. won't, won't go into too much detail on here yeah um but things in that sense have started to turn around in a way better now i will just mention um stevie came home the other night and he found a hundred red spiders in his washing machine <laughs> <laughs> but yeah things things with that are way better now and things are looking up but obviously i'm still in a very very shit situation situation with finding a house and mm. I, I'm I'm almost technically homeless at the moment. Um, I've had to be a bit of a knob and basically just tell the letting agents we're not leaving. So they're in the process of having to evict us. Oh, really? Because the other house we were meant to move into, the landlord pulled out one day before we were due to move. So oh. we're now like, I'm just like, I've got viewings and stuff, but I, I constantly have to speak to them and go, like, I'm not trying to be a dick. I've just got nowhere to go and i got a five-year-old. Like, Why do they want do? you to leave then if you're still paying rent? They're trying to sell the house. But it's weird because like, I, I said, still keep trying to sell it i'll just continue paying rent you're going to get more out of this because if i leave now you're going to get three months or four months maybe where you're trying to sell it rent free they, they aren't selling this house it's a fucking shithole <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly there's so much wrong with it so you said you're being nice and encouraging them to keep you in while they sell it and you're coming on one of the biggest podcasts in the country and calling Rag. that place a fucking shit oh it is shit yeah, the, what the reason we're selling me and Ariane were talking about this the other day. The reason they're selling it is because we've told them of issues with the house. And well, I go just, on, so li- li- list me some of the issues. Um, my wall in my streaming room floods. So if it rains, obviously at the moment we're okay, but if it rains, it's like a mini waterfall on my wall because there's a hole or something in the roof. Yeah. And we had a roofer come around who said it's going to cost like 10, 15 grand to fix. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> ready? I guess that's why they call it a, <laughs> a streaming room. Thank you. Carry on. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, yeah, mould. We've spoken about many times. Yeah. There's a lot of mould. Um, I went in the pantry the other day. Um, what? 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 You've got a pantry? Well, it's a pantry. Oh, Zoella. Hold on, hold on. It's just a cupboard that's under the stairs. That's not a pantry. That's called a cupboard under the stairs. A pantry is an extra room where you keep flour and... Dough. Yeah, well, it's, well, that's where we have to keep all our food because the kitchen doesn't have any cupboards. So you haven't got, you can't just make it calls out a pantry if there's a cupboard under oh, the stairs. Well, I went in there the other day and um, I just looked over and I saw like loads of bits of like wall and I look up and it's just a massive hole and all the roof is from the in, from under the stairs, but the pantry roof, if you can call it that, ceiling, has all just fallen and it was all over all our like canned goods and stuff, tinned Fucking goods. Hell. Uh, yeah, it's just fallen apart. The whole house has just fallen apart. Mm. Front door barely shuts. I've told them about that. They said they'd replace it about 10 months ago. Don't say that on a podcast, the front door barely shuts. No you one knows where I live. <laughs> True. And we've got a... Uh, porch anyway so there's you, two front doors and you got a big killer red spider in there and so. there was that guy who stood in the front porch yeah, remember, with Ariane, so maybe that's how he got in and maybe he's just trying to shut the door but yeah there's a lot of issues with the house mm. um, so good luck to him trying to sell it but I, I want to get out I don't want to live there anyway but yeah. it's, it's just we're fucked at the moment are you not looking for other places did you not call up I've I've got, stuck my yeah we got we got three viewings this week so Ooh. hopefully hopefully we'll get one of them but it's been a nightmare whereabouts in Norwich <laughs> As I asked that question, I was it was not a question I want answered. I might just live near you because you live in Spixworth. <laughs> oh, but yeah, all is going well now. How how are you? How are you holding up? Good. Holding up sounds like you've got some really bad shit going on. 
<laughs> Good, thank you. Off to the darts tomorrow. As you know, I'm an avid fan of the beautiful game of Arrows, so you're coming. You're taking me for the first time. Yep. You've never been to the live darts, have no. you? No. I can tell you now, um, as much as I love the darts, and, and, and a lot of people, like, do you know what? In December, I did this, um, like, uh, article on Twitter where I thought it'd be funny to compare darts players to footballers. So, because yeah. the World Champs is every December. And I remember what, you doing that. That's like the World Cup, but every year sort of thing. And that's the one that you sh- if you like darts tomorrow, you'll really like it at Christmas. But I then compared football to footballers and every all the darts uh, darts community on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> darts Twitter, they're a different breed. Like Twitter, <laughs> but they've just got like Michael Van Gogh and it's their profile picture. But um, they sort of like, they didn't call me out, but they were just like um this is shit like you're such a plastic fan you Gate know nothing even. about yeah but right this year i've got into the premier league which is every thursday and i've watched all like the opens and so i was even watching the czech open the other day right? oh wow and i realize now how kind of like yeah it was a bit it was a bit plastic of like the stuff i was saying like it was only a bit of fun anyway so yeah but i was like i think i called like like the like the world number eight the goat and stuff like, like it was just it was just a bit weird so i'm really really getting into it now really really looking forward to it and my main point now is even though i would class myself back then i was probably a six out of ten fan more than just yeah average but now i'm like addicted to it but when you go to the darts you don't watch darts <laughs> okay you watch more darts on tv like when we was in uh, a country <laughs> What's that even mean? When we went to the um, the football thing, country of um, football, I can't even say that. No, we went to a country. We 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 travel for football together. We do that occasionally. We've done this. We went to the World Cup draw, uh, and we watched the darts there one night, didn't we? Yeah, in a restaurant. Yeah, that's the first time I've actually sat and watched the darts properly. And you bet on Johnny Clayton to win. I got well into it. Well, I didn't actually bet because that would be. Oh, Katie, you're gonna have to. This is a mind. No, 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 that's all right. It's all right. We're here now. We're here. We're here. Um. So yeah, we're looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> so hold on. I've asked you how you are, and you've told me that you're no longer a plastic darts fan. Do you? Okay. I'm. <laughs> Do you, uh, I'm doing really well now. Um. I started therapy. Good. <laughs> Because it sounds like a joke, doesn't it? Oh, no, I started therapy. Um, shout out to uh, our good friend, Alfie Indra. Um, I had a bit of a bad turn about a month and a half ago, and he said, look, you really just need to do therapy because it seems like something that is good in theory, but when it co- I guess, like, I'm not of this, as we know and all the listeners know, I'm not what I can, what you consider to be an alpha male. I don't think I'm no. necessarily... <laughs> but I'm not necessarily, like, this kind of, like, brute, like blokes shouldn't cry and stuff like that i think it's good to show emotion our friendship group's really good as well we're good at talking to each other about things always after a beer but still at least we do it um however i did kind of not because of my gender or anything but i kind of thought to myself i don't need it i don't need it i can do this on my own sort of thing yeah but alfie um was very very kind and passed me on uh, the details to a therapist who specializes in ocd really he started out as an rj um therapist which is re- retroactive jealousy disorder which is what alfie has yeah. but obviously over his 20 years of um 
specialising. He's, he's he does all those, <laughs> being a therapist. Uh, yeah, he, he knows what he's doing basically. Yeah, and um, I would like to take a moment to encourage anyone out there who's suffering with OCD or any other sort of mental health disorders really to um, uh, to take the plunge because I I did it the first session I did. Um, Alfie sat on it with me. That must have been weird. It was weird. Alfie kind of knew most of my head anyway, as you yeah. do. Um, but it was weird talking about it sober to someone. Yeah. Um, and Alfie was just there as kind of like a sounding board, which was really good. And then after like half an hour into the session, I didn't even really need Alfie there anymore. So it's just to break down that kind of like awkwardness at the start. And then the second session, um, it was just obviously me and the therapist. And I've had three or four now. Um, and it's a weekly thing. I have them every Sunday night. So What's therapy like? Like it's something I've obviously never actually done, mm. but like, what is it? Obviously, I don't want you to go into details of what you're speaking about because that's what you go to your therapist for. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I guess someone who doesn't have a clue about any of it, I'd imagine. You know, like, there's going to be people listening, probably thinking like they won't go to a therapist. Cause like, why would I pay someone to just tell mm-hmm. me things that I probably already know? Mm. But surely they're specialising in it for a reason, and they they get to points that you've never even thought of, or I, that your mates couldn't even think of. Oh, mate, they pluck everything out. They're really good at plucking uh, plucking bits of your past out. Like, so a bit. Uh, that struck me was that my therapist said, oh, a lot of people that experience OCD and he was, I'm going to butcher this and, and guys don't take this as scientific because I'm, I'm, I can't remember it verbatim. I'm just kind of taking out the bits that were important to me, but do your own research on this. But apparently like people who suffer from OCD, there's like three different types or uh, most people can suffer from one sort of train of OCD or up to three and mine's all three. And he basically said it's quite severe and that that must mean it stems from trauma. And I said to him, I said, well, to be honest, mate, I don't think I've ever really had that much trauma because touch wood, no one in my family has ever died. I've never been sexually abused. Anything that's like your sort of like um, traditional big moments yeah. that impact people negatively uh, early on. And um, he asked me what the relationship with my mum and dad were, was like. And I said, oh, dad's best mate, but mum's a bit bit dodgy um <laughs> and we've been through some bad stuff and then i don't know if you remember but i said on here that i don't think i have any memories since before 10 right? yeah. and you were saying that's mad but then all of a sudden they were coming back and i was telling him things and so yeah therapy was really good at plucking out and, and helping me admit oh i do have trauma these yeah. things are traumatic i guess saying you don't have memories before you were 10 is more like a you've you've made them you've put them deep in yeah. your brain like, yeah they are there you just don't want to remember them yeah and i um said to my therapist that maybe should i start speaking to my mum of course getting deep in it but should i start speaking to my mum again um because everyone knows that relationship derailed a number of years ago and he i thought it encouraged me too because i thought that would be a positive and that would be putting another jigsaw piece back into the puzzle that is my brain yeah but he actually encouraged me not to because he 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 likened it to at the moment my brain is infected right which is brilliant to tell someone with health anxiety (laughs) (laughs) um and uh, he basically said that we're cutting out all of the poison from the brain and that somebody like that it's not a dig at her, but because she's not well herself, okay. she might actually be putting more poison yeah. in while we're trying to do that. So it's really, um, uh, it's so weird because after you do it, and I know somebody else that's been doing therapy for about 10, 15 years, and they say they cry during every one. I don't get 
as emotional. The first one, I really got emotional and it felt like uh, more of a block. Like, oh, finally, I've broken through the barriers of being able to have this. But then um, after every session, you feel like you've gone on a 10K run, but like the good but endorphins. Like, oh, okay. You feel like I now have this Sunday club with Joel, our friend, where we go and play darts for an hour um, on Sunday just before it closes. Enough time after my therapy and when the darts place closes. And uh, Alfie was there a couple of weeks ago and I was buzzing and he could tell that I was happy. And he said, do you feel like you just had a shower? And I was like, yeah, that is the perfect way to put it. You feel like you've had a mental shower. You feel clean. You feel ready to start the week. So I'd encourage everyone, if, you, if you're thinking about it and you've got the money, because let's face it, it is a... It is a privilege to be able to afford it as well because it is it is quite expensive. I can't lie. Then I would encourage um, people do it. I don't know if the NHS offer. I think there's certain charities do it, and uh, we'd we'd have to get the information to be able to kind of tell this properly to people who are listening. But if you do the research, I'm sure you'll find there's certain charities out there who definitely do help with it, and there are cheaper options. I think I think there's apps now where you mm. can you can connect to a therapist quite quickly and easily. Um, yeah. Obviously, you're, you're, you're going for a more tailored service, mm. but it's maybe maybe start down the route if maybe you don't have the money or whatever, start down the route where it may not be quite so tailored just to kind of get a get a foot in the door yeah. and, then, and then see where that takes you. Yeah, but if you do have the means to do it and it is something that you've been thinking about doing for a while, then I reckon 100% give it a go because I, I promise you, the first one will be hard. The first one will definitely be hard. There's no way of getting around that. But it might not be as hard as you think. Genuinely, it might not be as hard as you think. And once you do one, it's like if you're a bit overweight, you want to go for a run. That first one, when you're sat on the sofa, that seems uncomfortable and that seems like out of the norm and you'd rather just be lay in bed or whatever. I get that. But once you've been for that run and it takes you 15 minutes to do a K, then the next time it will take you 14 minutes to do a case. So it's just getting up and going for that run. And it's a, it's, it's a mental run and a, and a run that is slowly but surely changing my life. And one thing I don't really want to delve into on such a public forum, but I obviously have been through periods of my life where I've coped with it by drinking quite a lot and going out at the weekends and being up until silly hours of the morning. I've noticed that I've been able to not do that as much and set like, oh, we'll have one night out a month or something. And I always struggle with it because the weekend comes, I don't know what to do. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm actually finding myself a lot more happy throughout the week. So I'm more content just going for a meal or just playing football playing football yeah we've been doing that a lot more as well so yeah shout out to my therapist and to therapists who are doing such good work all over the country go and get it done guys and if um i received a lot of love from a lot of you out there who suffer from similar health anxiety and ocds after my appearance on steve bartlett's wonderful podcast diary of a ceo um so do keep sending me your dms i'll try and get back to as many as possible and at some point in the future i would like to do a little fundraiser whether that's on your stream or whatever that could be where we actually raise some money to book people their first therapy oh, sessions that's a class I, idea i think that could be quite good that's a really so, good idea so whether we do that through happy hour through streaming whatever that could be something for the future now stevie one thing i wanted to talk to you to you about and um, some cool questions that were coming in on, on Twitter. A lot, a lot of decent questions, to be fair, because obviously we we take on a lot of silly questions. Like, well, do you reckon you could beat up hundred ducks and stuff like that? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could, mate. When I walk through like Wensum Park, I'm very rarely there, but it's full of ducks, isn't it? Yeah. I get terrified. I used to I'm not scared of birds at all, but when they're all on the floor walking around your ankles, I'm like, if one of these pecks me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break their That's away. That's all they can do. Swans can break an arm. Yeah, there are swans there as well. Maybe that's why. But I reckon if you, if a hundred ducks ran at you in in a single file queue, 
Yeah. By the way, that Josh Pugh sketch that I mentioned a few a few months ago, where it's like talking about the podcast when they talk about something really serious, they're this like, "Trick, you could beat up a hundred ducks." <laughs> that is us. I reckon if you if you put a duck, um, if there was a hundred ducks in a queue and they all ran up to you, you could volley every single one of them. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I think my ankle might hurt after a bit. Yeah, shin as well because yeah. they're shin high. Yeah, but I'd like to see how many I could volley. I wouldn't want to do that, <laughs> uh, but in a, in a make-believe world, I'd love to see how many ducks I could volley. Yeah, if they were like Simpsons characters, you'd love it. Yeah, put them on a bus. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. One question that kept cropping up is, obviously, um, we seem to have one of the uh, most popular podcasts in the UK. I have heard that. We've seen our sort of back-end listener viewers, whatever numbers. Back-end back we were We were letting the back door of our data the other day. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. And we saw our listeners, and the numbers on Spotify are bigger than we could have ever imagined. So one thing I'm interested to know, Stevie, is two, little over two, no, a little over a year ago, actually, you were still working in Boots. Yeah, the old opticians. And now you're the co-host on um, a, a huge podcast. You do, all jokes aside, get invited to do presenting things. And you went on um, Mini Minters podcast as well. Yeah, and um, Randolph. And Randolph, of course. <laughs> but let's not forget, he is in the Sidemen, who's yeah. one of the biggest, if not the biggest YouTube group in the world. How has that affected your life? How has that changed? What's the last year been like? Oh, it's mad. It's so different. It's, oh, it's really weird because... Yeah, it was February 2021 yep. when I quit the opticians. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it, it's strange because I remember when I first quit, I was a bit like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm quite a good person for needing a routine. Mm -hmm. Well, I used to be quite good at having a routine. And then I just realized this job doesn't really allow for it, which is a little bit annoying. Um, but I can't complain because it's such a much, a much nicer job. The only things I'd say that there are negatives to this that, like, obviously, when I'm not here, I'm streaming. And streaming, I'm talking to words, yeah. essentially. There's people there watching, and I'm talking to them. But in reality, my brain is just talking to the words I see on the screen. I'm not having people talk back at me. And the negative of that is that like, when I used to go to work, I loved the people I worked with. I loved my old manager. I loved my mate Louis, who you know. Like, I loved being able to see these people every day and speak to them. And even the customers or the patients that would come in, it'd be nice to have little conversations with them and you're getting something different. Mm -hmm. I don't get any of that anymore other than these days. Right. Like everything else is just streaming. So it's, it's, you kind of get a sense of 
a fake reality again. Less human interaction. Yeah. Does it make you feel lonely? Uh, no, I'm quite lucky because Ariane's at home most of the time. Obviously, she, she's working now as well, but only part-time, so I can still spend a lot of time with her, and I can also choose my own hours. Mm. So, um, so a lot of the time I stream in the evenings, and then me and Ariane might go and do something during the day. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm fortunate that, like, yesterday it was a really nice day, so we just decided to go to the beach, yeah. which I never would have been able to do before. I would have just had to go to work. So, yeah, it's, it's mad for that. Does it feel like you're unemployed? Uh, a little bit. I, I actually made a reference to that yesterday with, with Ariane. When we were at the beach, I just turned and was like, how's, like, dude, because I was streaming in the morning and she, she actually had other plans and then that person cancelled. So I, I just went, why don't we go and do something and then I'll finish this stream when I come back later. Hmm. And some people get that flexibility at work and stuff. But I, I was wondering, I, I turned to her when we were there and I went, I wonder if anyone watching looked and went, he is awful like i promised i'd stream i was yeah. on stream and then i just go i'm gonna go guys i'll be back later and i wonder if anyone else is like you can't just do that like this is still your job like i just chose to leave and sort it later i still did it later so it's not like i yeah didn't bother but it is a weird situation i shouldn't be able to do that well you but that's the way the world's moving though isn't it flexi hours and stuff yeah. like that and and like i don't think you're in any position where you believe uh, i don't think that you ever feel that you're not privileged Oh no! I think I'm you're very, very aware that you are. Yeah. And because it's kind of like that Chuck's position where we understand that we're we're in the minority of being able to do this, but purely because of how we are here, we can we can do things like that. Yeah. So so like for example, when I was struggling with like feeling unproductive because I wake up at ten in the morning, eleven in the morning, and think, wow, fuck, people have been working for three four hours, but before I've even got out of bed. Yeah. And I used to feel guilty because my dad was always up at five in the morning, and my dad said to me once, he was like, why? He was like, if I could do that, I would do it. So why yeah. not? So why not do it? But yeah, it must be hard for you because you were so structured, and now. That's yeah, gone. That, that's the one thing I wish I could still have. I'm, I'm getting better at it. I've got like a weekly calendar, which does hour by hour for every day from 8 in the morning to 10 p.m. What, you'd prefer it to be like that? Yeah, I do it. I now fill it in every week. At, on a Sunday evening, I fill it in so I know exactly what I'm doing for the week. And then like, if you message me going, can we play football this evening? I'll quickly just look at the calendar go, that's free. I can play it then. Right. And I'm fine. And like, if there's just gaps, I know when I'm free to go and do things. So right. it makes it much easier for me. But then like... The other thing of that, like privilege and stuff, and that we can do that. There are days where it's the complete opposite. Like last week in the studio, how mad was that? We mm. left Norwich at like ten in the morning, got home at two a.m. Yeah. So our day was, what was that? Sixteen hours long. Yeah. This is like a, we do have mental days as well. Yeah. And, and shoots and stuff can be crazy long. Mm. Like it's not it, the one thing I would say that I've noticed that is it isn't an easy job. As much as people online want to, I've always looked at YouTubers and thought, fucking hell, the amount of obviously it depends on how much money they're earning. They are getting probably more than. The, the work average, that goes yeah. into it. But obviously, if you look at something like Nico Milano's latest video, yeah. the work that goes into that is a whole other level. But I will say now I can be more tired doing this than I might have been doing a day at the optician. Right. So it's always that comparison as well. So, yeah, overall, yeah. I wouldn't change it. And hopefully it it's, continues for a while. <laughs> yeah, the only thing is, it isn't hard, is it? Like, no. like yeah, you get in what you put out. So some people will graft all day. Like someone like Chunks will be doing shoot his calendar. I imagine his shoots and stuff will be will be rammed. But it's not a case of woe is me because it's the most luxurious life if you if done properly. Yeah, that you can that you can live and 
it's fucking fun, isn't it? Like yeah. we're sitting here chatting. We'd be doing this if we weren't working. This yeah, is work. Which getting paid which I, to do it. <laughs> yeah, so it is a privileged lifestyle, and um, we're so super, super thankful that the audience has grown with us as well. Because we will always be honest in that. Like I, I spoke about this on Steve's podcast and um i was talking about he asked me what the negative aspects of having a big youtube page or youtube channel are and i literally caveated what i was about to say by going i don't want to come across as molly may here right because yeah you've asked me what are the negatives and i'm telling you what the negatives are but so there will be there'll be thousands of people listening to this right now while they're at work while yeah. they're doing something they don't want to be doing right yeah, naming the negatives doesn't mean you don't understand the positives of course uh, but but steve and i don't need this wasn't intentional but he put that on tiktok right my answer but he didn't keep in the bit of me saying molly so i said that the clip was essentially me going um oh uh yeah um i used to turn the camera off and be like oh i can't believe i just had to make that video and so and everyone was going oh you used to be so humble now look at you and i was like it's context you first of all that clip's been taken out of context and also there are negatives. There, there are negatives to being a footballer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. So, so um, yeah, when I ask you questions like, I'm going to ask you one now, um, I don't want the audience to think that we take our position for granted because we really, really don't. And I, we're su- super, super lucky. So um, how do you deal with being known now? Because before you was in Boots, Happy Hour was a thing and people used to come in and recognise you. But I imagine now it's even bigger. Or even go back pre-happy hour no one knew who you were yeah even my friends wish they didn't yeah. So, um yeah it's it's weird isn't it it's a really weird sensation like when it first started to happen it was just nice because it's like a little buzz in it as mm. you you remember you've spoken about like at the festival and stuff before where you were recognized yeah so you do get this like little buzz off it and even now I still buzz. It's like quite cool. Like if I if something happens when I'm out and about just in Norwich, sometimes I'll go home and just say to Ariane, oh, this guy came up to me and was like lovely. Mm. I'm fairly fortunate, I think, that I'd probably push it to about as 97% of people who, well, actually 99% of people who recognise me in public are lovely. Mm. Um, obviously, I don't know if I spoke about it on here, but Ariane did a tweet recently about a couple of knobs on a night out yeah. where it does happen. No one being a knob to me, necessarily but like filming me without coming to say hello to me mm. which was annoying because i spoke to their friends mm. so they knew i was I'm, I'm happy to speak to people and i actually funnily enough on the what's good um one of the top comments on my what's good podcast that i went on is um that someone met me on a night out and that i was nice right. <laughs> so it's like just come and sp- i'd rather they come and speak to me but that that's one of the things i i struggle with that I don't like going in public on my own anyway. I've spoken about it a little bit on Instagram before, but I get really uncomfortable going shopping or anything because I've I've always worried that people watch what I'm doing, but not even even before happy hour. Yeah. They don't have a clue who I am, but say I pick up a t-shirt, I just worry, you know how judgmental people are. People like to people I like people watching. Mm. I worry that I could pick up a t-shirt and someone could just go, "Oh, that's not going to suit him or stuff like that." And right. my brain's like focusing on that. But now it's worse because I could get home and I'll have a DM from someone going, I saw you here today. And I'm a bit like, fuck, what was I doing? What did, like, yeah. And my brain goes at like a million miles an hour over it. Yeah. But most of the time it's absolutely fine and lovely. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't think getting recognised is one of the nicest feelings and being asked for photos and stuff because it's not something any, no one can just choose to have that happen to no. them. Um, but yeah, I'd say I'm in a hugely fortunate position that, most people are nice to me. Yeah. I, I've never really done anything online to cause 
any anyone disliking me mm. other than maybe going to work with West Ham a little bit when I don't support them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that. And then obviously I know I get the occasional comment on Reddit or YouTube videos or whatever, but over the over the time we've been doing this, I've kind of just... I've, I care way less now. Mm. Like, as you said, like, we, we got our stats. We know how many people listen to this. Mm-hmm. If I see one or two negative comments in a week, I'll know there's literally thousands of other people who have either chosen not to comment mm. the negative thing or they just like me. Yeah. So why do I care about this one person who, as I, I mentioned on the episode a couple of weeks ago, where someone wrote on Reddit saying that the thing that annoys them about the podcast is any time I speak. So sorry about this really long <laughs> rant here, but it's just like it's just one of those things, isn't it? People, you, people get like that. Uh, what should people do if they bump into a YouTuber on the street, do you think? I don't think there's a necessarily a correct answer to that, surely, because it's going to depend on the person. True. What think, should people do if they if they bump into Stevie White? For me, I'd rather they speak to me yeah. first and foremost. Yeah. If I'm with Isaac, don't ask for a photo, um, just because it's a, the amount of time I've had it three or four times now with Isaac, and we walk away, and he's like, "Who's that?" And I'm like, "How do I explain that to a five year old?" Yeah, I just go, oh, "It's just someone who watches me online." Yeah. And it's like, I have to be like, you know how you like Dan TDM? It's kind of like they've seen me. It's like that. Yeah. So it's a bit of a confusing one. Mm. But if it's, yeah, if it's normal, just come and say hello. I remember, um, I, I'm nothing. So like to me, I really buzz off it. But I remember, I think Ed Sheeran said in an interview once that one of his nicest times of someone meeting him, he was in a cinema or something and someone just went, oh, Ed, I love your music, mate, and just walked off. Right. And it's one of the nicest times ever. I think it's happened to you a few times yeah, where yeah. That pe- is, people have just come over and gone, oh, I love your videos. It blows you. It, bl- it literally blows me away. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I would please remember this, guys. Like, I'm not, we're not acting like we're fucking super famous or whatever, yeah. <laughs> but there is a level of fame that comes with doing what we do. And Nights <clears throat> out in Norwich, especially. Yeah. There's, there's no way of me, like, I'm, I'm levels below you and I've seen what you have to deal with, but Nights out at the weirdest thing in Norwich, but it happens in London stuff. Mm. Memulus came up to me once and said that he's never seen someone get so much attention on a night out. Really? Just because happy hour is so big in that demographic. Yeah that 18 to 25 year olds mm. are drunk on a night out mm-hmm. I walk through London when people are drunk and they'll be buzzing yeah. which is mental and yeah. I shouldn't get that at all yeah. but no. yeah, the one the one thing I'd say is there's no right answer I'm always happy to take photos yeah that, but there is definitely a thing that you shouldn't do and that's take photos from a distance yeah please 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 if you see me or Stevie about come up and have a chat because we love it because this podcast would not be nowhere near where it is today if it wasn't for you lot listening so um we owe everything to you guys so if you come up and you love the podcast whatever come over just say hello and we'll have well, I'll, ch- I'll chat if i've got time we'll chat as much as we can then we'll take a photo i love taking photos with, with you lot like if if anything even from a from a selfish standpoint you're going to post that online and someone else might check out our podcast so you're yeah. doing us a favor <laughs> so don't ever feel like we're gonna be rude or, or shun you away or whatever but i do fucking hate it when people take photos photos from a distance and i understand sometimes you might be a bit too nervous but 90 percent of the time you're not being as discreet as we as you no, think you are I, i've had to i remember someone trying to take a photo of you in public in, in a nightclub before in norwich and i just walked up to him and went just stop and yeah they were like what and i was like i can literally see you taking photos just go and speak to him yeah there, like, there will be a lot of people out there that disagree with what we're saying right now because they'll say you're in the you're in this position um that should happen but i still just think it's so intrusive like yeah. imagine walking to the shops and someone is just filming you this is a good way of putting it, I think, right? If there was a su- way that in which I could get into the person's head who's filming me and go, 
Right, are they filming me because they like me or are they filming me because they're going to send it to their mates and call me a cunt? That's if I knew issue. that, that would make it a lot easier. But you never know that. So you just instantly assume. And it makes, yeah, it puts you on edge. Yeah. It, it really puts you on edge. And I remember when we were in a pub in Bristol together and there was that table across from us who kept, were clearly looking at your YouTube and stuff and like pointing and then like looking over. Mm. And like, you're then going, do they hate me? Do they like me? Like, <laughs> yeah. there's no, no reason they couldn't just come and say hello. Mm. But it's not just for us as well. It's like you could be with Fiona. Fiona has hasn't signed up to be a part of that. No, exactly. I get that. Again, they could say, yeah, but she's with him. Like Ariane, Ariane doesn't care about the podcast in the <laughs> nicest way. She doesn't care about YouTube, doesn't watch any YouTubers or anything. And that night out, people were filming me dancing with Ariane, which yeah. is weird. Like, let us enjoy our night. Yeah. Or come and say hello. Ariane's lovely as well. Mm. She'll say hello. But then now, the weirdest thing I've ever found about the people who take photos from a distance or record from a distance is I never see them. Right. I no one posts that. Yeah. I do not see that video. Someone's got it on their phone somewhere, mm. and it's never shown anywhere. Maybe it's just a group chat thing. But then that makes my brain. It go makes again. me worry. It does feel. It, <laughs> why am I not being shown it? Why? Why are they not tagging me in it? Go no way, Stevie or whatever. Yeah. So that that's where I think it crosses a line. And fair enough. Yeah, it, it comes with it, but. I didn't expect this to do this well anyway. Yeah. And as I said, I do love it when people recognise me, but just, just come and say hello. Yeah, come it? and say hello. Come and have a chat. Um, it, it's fucking lovely. It's always lovely. I, I, I was doing a brand campaign for um, uh, Beef Eater Gin the other day on the in, on the Thames, and because there was a camera crew filming me, already people are going to look to see, oh, what's this for? Who's the presenter? Why are there cameras? Um, and uh, people were coming over, and I was going, oh, what's your favourite gin? Blah, blah, blah. And then... Uh, I reckon probably six out of ten people are going, oh, are you right, Jack? Jack, mate? Like, whatever. And asking for photos. All fine. Lovely. Love it. I really do. It's a big ego tickle, big ego boost, and a, and a, and a constant reminder that there are people that listen to this drivel. Um, yeah. But... But um, the one guy walked past, and he was in a suit, and he had his headphones in, and he walked past and just sort of looked, and then got his phone out, and I saw the big yellow happy hour on Spotify, and he went weird i'm listening to you now and then you just carried on walking <laughs> and i was like that's so cool that's so funny um what would you say to people who say you can't expect privacy since you put your life online i don't want privacy okay I don't, I, i'm not i'm not fussed for that i'm yeah. absolutely fine come and speak to me come and say hello mm. uh, message me saying you saw me but like certain messages are a bit weird like someone like oh, I saw you eating a pizza mm. I was like I don't want to know that now I know someone was like your corn on a cob thing it's like <laughs> it's an uncomfortable moment just mm. tell me you saw me don't mention that bit maybe mm. but like I'm happy for that it's just the idea but again we can't really say anything because if they are sending a group message saying that they hate us mm. then they're not going to care whether we ask them not to do it yeah. so all in all just do what you want to do I guess we'll just have to deal with it yeah no I, I I think we've made our decision we've kind of made our bed so we lie in it we can't um, we can't claim that it's an ego boost and then kind of with the same sort of breath say oh but also you shouldn't do this but it's not a it's not a privacy thing like stevie hit the nail on the head it's not a privacy thing it's purely just uh, a respect thing so we respect you so much for what you've given us please just show a bit of that back and I, and it almost seems like this has gone on to a bit of a rant it's not actually it's no. a discussion about how lovely people can be because you are right 99 percent of people i meet even 
West Ham at West Ham. 99% of people are fine. Yeah. Right? Um, but it's just uh, time and a place. For example, last summer, um, Fiona had a bit of a medical thing that happened. Really shit me up and scared me. And I was panicking and she had to go to hospital. Right. And I didn't know how serious it was going to be. It was it was literally that vague. And uh, this was during COVID. And um, I was really you know, in a state of panic. She was already up the hospital and I went up there to see her and they wouldn't let me in. And I was saying to the guy, like, come on, like, what, why can't I like I almost turned into a bit of a like kind of a bit but not a bit of a knob really where it's just like she's just there in that yeah. room I can see her through the window you know when when you're when you're so emotional sometimes you're not now I look back and go of course we're not allowed in hospital no. COVID. <laughs> yeah. but it was just I was losing I was losing my temper a little bit not in a rude way but please just let me see her couldn't see her had to sit on the floor outside the hospital for about three hours luckily it was sunny and um, Fee was texting me saying she was crying and stuff and I was not in a good place and I, I had I went and mo- I had to go and move the car because I'd only put, put a certain amount of hours on the yeah. car. And I was walking out of the A&E bit and I think, I told this story the other day and I can't be f- sure, but I think I was crying I th- or I was emotional, one of the two. And there was a girl driving into the hospital and she started filming me. I was thinking, fuck off, mate. Yeah, like, I'm at the A&E. That. Like, look, I'm, I'm not up, up here because I'm on a pub crawl. No. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just, it's a time and a place. But ultimately, um, I have a lot of love and respect for the people out there that have um, made this what it is. Because if you all stop listening tomorrow, then uh, we stop soon after. Yeah, if, if I had to choose between getting none of it at all and people no longer caring or having what we've got, but with those added things, I'd keep what we've got. Oh, of course. But my, my thing's more for Isaac's sake and Ariane's sake, because since then, Ariane's taken all of her photos off Instagram, doesn't want me to post any photos of her either. Right. And, and now I'm just like, okay, so it's like she's trying to take a step away purely because there were a couple of knobs on a night out, Yeah. and she hasn't signed up to this. So yeah. personally, do whatever you want to me. Just leave <laughs> my family alone. <laughs> <laughs> Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Okay, one other touchy subject. Um that people have asked about Ooh. and I think it's too we've gone too far without talking about it now is uh well it's not that we've gone too far without talking about it because we haven't um tried to avoid it I just think it's so boring people want to know about true Geordie and Lawrence is there much to say they they want to know if there's a beef right and on our reddit I saw a post today saying is there a beef uh, because of what Jack and Stevie said about the Clash of Creators? And then someone said, someone was looking into it this much that they said, no, because they still follow each other on social media, blah, 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 blah. So um, here's my take. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brian and Lawrence um, said things and did things in the past that I don't agree with. And I'm 100% certain that I've done the same to them. 
they almost certainly think I'm a dickhead. And whether or not I agree with their reasons for thinking that doesn't really matter. They think that. Uh, there are elements of Lawrence that I think he can be a dickhead. He said things to me that I didn't like and, and, and whatever. At one point in time, I was friends with a pair of them, right? They might think I'm a snake for calling them out on the public in a, in a public domain. But I feel like I'd been called out on previous occasions by them for certain things. Um, I'm the butt of a lot of their jokes on the kickoff, which I completely can take on the chin. My opinion is that um, we're in a space in which we can all thrive. And although we are technically competitors because we don't both do a podcast, we, we can all survive. And True Geordie has arguably the best premium podcast out there. The way that looks, the guests they get, together they, they're a good duo. They're the yin and yang. Um, they uh, were a big reason for why I wanted to get back into podcasting. A lot of people said that I copied him. I was actually doing a podcast before Geordie, but came back. Geordie will be the first one to tell you as well. He didn't invent the podcast format, nah. right? Um, so so I give them a lot of props to that. And I admire Geordie a lot in, in the way in which he's built an empire. He's from a similar upbringings to us council estate all of that and he's he's done it on on his own we're not really friends we're not i wouldn't say we're enemies i, I don't i don't dis, dislike geordie my problem was never with geordie anyway it was always lawrence that i thought would would be a bit bitey in the things he says and that's reflected in his comments as well a lot of people seem to think the same thing so um we just to just to squash this now um they can keep making little subtle digs and that i'm big enough and ugly enough to be able to to just take it on the chin um but really there's we're not asked we're not asked i i sometimes watch the clips when they come up on my youtube page i do there's no beef there from our end it's just all a fucking we're all just trying to get fed aren't we we're all just in this game just having a laugh um it's not as serious as people on the outside take it they might think i'm a complete cunt that's fine um I have no real issue with it anymore. Um, I don't ever expect us to be friends. I don't think... Um, Can we quickly say on the friends comment, because uh, people will take that going, oh, they're not friends. A lot of people in the space aren't necessarily friends. No. They might do videos and stuff together, mm. but they're not going out for meals all the time together and stuff. So what, it depends what you class as a friend anyway. Yeah. Like, you're not friends with any YouTubers, really, are you? Not you really. like a lot of them. Exactly. It like, doesn't mean you're not friends with them, though. Somebody I, I speak to every now and then, and somebody who I really, really enjoy the company of is Mark Goldbridge, right? Yeah. And we both do, yeah? <laughs> and on in, in terms of the online world, you'd say he's a mate, wouldn't you? Yeah. I'm not going and hanging out with him every weekend. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I haven't met message Mark for two, uh, like WhatsApp him for two months, right? Yeah. But that doesn't mean that, oh, yeah, it's a hard, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. This, this it, isn't a usual world for friendships. No, my friends are you, Alfie, Joel, Will JC, Robbie Knox. Yeah. They're my friends, right? Um, Lawrence and Geordie were two of my closest YouTube friends at one point, but I think over the years, um, we probably both let's be honest let's be adults about this behind closed doors Lawrence and Geordie probably had some comments to say about me and things I'd done and stuff like that in the same way that I'd had comments about things that they'd done would you have either of them back on this podcast if they wanted to come back on the podcast they're more than welcome to come back on the podcast I don't I think they're probably in the same boat as I am where it's what's the fucking point like what yeah. is the point they've got their empire they've got their shit that they've built now they're doing really well I want to see him succeed as well I particularly want to see Brian succeed because I know how hard he's worked for it right I'm not somebody that when someone else 
succeeds, I want to te- tear them down no. anymore. I'm not. Maybe, you could no. argue. You could argue. Maybe that was me five years ago. But I said this to my dad the other day. Um, I did used to be jealous. I did, and I told Cal Freezy and Chip this when we was in Vegas. I did because I always wanted to be a YouTuber, and I was a immature little cunt who, whenever somebody succeeded, I'd be like, "Why is that not me? Why is that not me? I've got talent. I've got this. I've got that." But I won't, I'm not handing the opportunities. Well, maybe I won't be in hand of the opportunities because I was going around calling people cunts for no reason, <laughs> which I've just <laughs> done about myself. Yeah. Uh, but now, like Chunks has now landed a TV show. And I'm like, yes, Chunks, do it. Yeah. Nico's just got a 20 million video banger. Yeah. Right? Uh, he went and pranked the guy from the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. Yes, do it. That's what we need. We need people to fucking thrive and keep up in the levels. So then we can keep up in the levels. So if True Geordie goes and gets the fucking, the biggest guest in the world on his podcast, all power to you, mate. Then I want to go and get the next best one. The next best one. Um, and and that, that's 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 my opinion on it. I've probably not given you a definitive answer because there probably isn't one. There isn't one. We haven't spoken in a long, long time in in any in any format. Me, Brian, and, and Lawrence, and I don't think we will again. But good luck to them. They've got a great product there with all the stuff they're doing with the kickoff and stuff like that. Uh, but we're also doing pretty well in our lane as well so we'll just we'll just keep keep doing what we're doing um while we're on the topic of touchy things i guess uh let's chat a little bit about um duty rhino yeah what do you want to talk about um well a lot of people uh bring him up quite a bit i've seen the reddit Mm. and i'd say the best thing I can say to the people who are mentioning it on Reddit is just don't bother. They keep asking for him back, don't well, they? Well, there's a mix of things. There's there's the people who ask for him back who liked him, which is absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. And then there's the people who reply who don't like him mm. for w- whatever reasons. Mm-hmm. There's a few reasons that are nothing to do with anything we've spoken about. A couple of people mentioned the things we've spoken about where me and Jordan didn't get on and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's been very public. Yeah, I'd say I'd say both ends of that just don't like we i don't talk to jordan i haven't said a word to him since we finished this pot since he left this podcast mm-hmm. i know you're on your end you're not really you don't speak to him we don't message at all like um we're just we're just <clears throat> not on talking to, no it's not even that it's not that we're on talk, not on talking to him we just people grow apart people yeah. grow apart and um but if you but if i bumped into him I'd be absolutely fine. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, I would, we wouldn't just look at each other and be like, oh, prick. No, yeah. Like, I, I doubt he would either. I bumped into him in the gym about a year ago, I think. And then we Last went. Last time you went to the gym. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I make that joke. <laughs> uh, no, pretty much. Um, so I would just respectfully like to ask people to stop suggesting it. It's not going to happen. Jordan's not going to come back on. He's doing his own stuff now. He's got his own podcast. If you love Jordan, then go and check out his podcast. Yeah. Um, but also leave him alone as well like the negative comments as well are unnecessary yeah i don't get it i don't know why people jordan was a very valued member of this team when he was here and he brought an element that we couldn't bring so jordan's very much into conspiracy theories and true crime and i guess we we've got an interest in true crime i listen to i could murder a podcast all the time i love it the conspiracy theories not so much but there was a time and a place for it on this show and jordan brought them in and done a lot of research and put in a lot of work when he was there so we can't we we might make jokes from time to time that are just throwaway comments about like i'm gonna get rid of you and get jordan back and stuff like that one he probably wouldn't even want to come back because he's got his own shit going on yeah Uh, but i think it's unfair to to go, oh, it was shit when he was on because people loved it. People did love it. And although we had our disagreements and that's eventually why we parted ways, there was a time when he was one of my best mates and I wish him all the best. I want him to really succeed. Um, I wouldn't be 
disheartened if he made little jokes and digs at me at time from time to time on his on his thing. He's more than entitled to, and uh, and it's funny. Do you know what I mean? It's funny. We do that kind of shit when we're fucking mates anyway. So yeah. um, there's nothing really, really from our end that's like. We, we, that we mean if we ever make a joke. I think we made a joke on the um, Happy Hour podcast, the live show that we did, didn't we? Yeah. When I said, right, we're going to be bringing back a classic uh, Happy Hour classic or a Happy Hour favourite. And then someone went, Doody Rhino, like that. Yeah. If anything, that's a complimentary yeah. joke, really. Um, but yeah, if we if we ever mention him, which is very, very rare, but um, if, if we do, it's always just tongue in cheek. It doesn't matter. He's got his own shit going on now. I wish him all the best. Please do not keep requesting him on. And please don't slag him off on the Reddit. You're entitled to your opinion, but it doesn't affect us now. We've moved on and we're doing different yeah, things. I've, so. Yeah, I mean, just keep the mm. Reddit... Mm. Well, not, it doesn't need to be positive. If you want to criticise us or whatever, feel mm. free to go and do that. But it, you're bringing up something from well over a year ago now that just seems unnecessary. It's almost like doing a Reddit post saying, do you think... Um, Jack's criticism of Ollie White is fair. It's like, well, it's 2017, man. Yeah. So let's uh, uh, talk about things that happen in the here and now. And um, Jordan surrounded himself with a good bunch of people as well. Lozzie's quality, and I've, I've always loved Lozzie, and he's he's an a, he's a absolute sweetheart and super, super funny guy as well. And Dan and Jimmy as well from Hobo Jack are two quality guys, and I will never, ever forgive that what they did for me and, and, and my merch. Forgive? Uh, oh, sorry, forget. I will never, ever forget what they did for my merch those years ago. So I wish them all the best as a group of people moving forward. Atma is their podcast. If you want to check that out, if you're into conspiracy theories and stuff like that, check it out. Um, I'm pretty sure they're still going. I saw one come up on my feed two months ago, so um, I'm sure it's still going. And I have watched watched them from time to time. So there we go. If you had to bring in a new co-host, who would you go for? Is it... Are we looking? So, is this? What's the scenario? Is it? Is okay, so so for the happy hour, for the real happy hour fans out there. Okay, we're going to talk about our friendship group, right? First okay. of all, so I'm going to give you the options of Alfie Indra. Yeah. Will JC. Yeah. Fuck. That's our friends. We've run out. Fiona. Okay. Uh. Yeah. That's about it. And uh, fuck, I thought we had more. No, um, Joel was on Christmas special, but Joel wouldn't do it again. So um, yeah, no, oh, Noza, Noza. Okay, um, out of those, I'd have to comfortably go Alfie. Yeah, um, I think he's the best choice for it. <laughs> I think Fiona's really good on here. Yeah, but I think sometimes we make jokes that maybe <laughs> Fiona wouldn't want to join in on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I love Fiona's little cameo appearances, but I think overall. Out of those, Will JC is a really good cameo appearance person as well, but I think Alfie's just the most comfortable yeah. and easiest to just do exactly what we do now. He is the Donny van der Beek, isn't he? He is the super sub. When Robbie Knox is not available, we will continue to ask Alfie. I feel like he's sort of fitting the mould a lot more now. He's come out with a few bangers recently that people yeah. like on the Reddit. So. Uh, yeah, they seem to be loving him again. So um, what we can do as well, what we can look to do, this is especially one for you um, Reddit folk out there. Let us know in a, in a post or in the comments um, if you'd like to actually see some more episodes with not just me, Stevie and Robbie, but Alfie here as well as a four. Four can sometimes be a bit too much on a podcast, but I guess if the, if the idea is right, we'll be happy to do it. I think the four tend to work quite well with one of us hosting, like a Would I Lie to You yeah. Or a quiz or something like that. So it'll definitely happen again. Yeah. And when we go to do a live tour eventually, I'm sure that will involve 
me, Stevie, Robbie, Alfie, possibly Will JC as well, um, and maybe even Nozza. Who knows? Nozza's got. No, I love Nozza, and we'd I, sit, there, I didn't yeah. even think of Tom because he's, he's got, got a very own. successful podcast. <laughs> yeah. like he's doing his own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I love them all. All absolutely. Phenomenal. So you're, you're Alfie as well. I'm Alfie as well. Um, but let's move that to if you could bring in a new co-host um, which, from the YouTube world, who would it be? And just to throw a spanner in the works, I'm not going to let you go for the obvious answer of Max, Max Fosh. Oh, it's really hard because I'd, whenever I think about Happy Hour, I just think about the Me, You and Robbie episodes. Mm -hmm. So I'd want another co-host to be able to just do what we do, which is why Max would be the obvious choice. Yeah, It would need to be someone I can just joke with like that. And I'm not close to any YouTubers. Yeah. So that's, that's what makes it really difficult. Lawrence? Lawrence who? McKenna. <laughs> I'm not going to do that fucking thing. Fiona, Fiona's would be Eleanor Neal. I love Eleanor. She's lovely. Yeah. Um, God, it is hard. I should have thought about it. Yeah. I should have thought I, about it. I don't know. I genuinely couldn't answer that because I'm not close with any YouTubers. Do you know who's, who would be a really... High face? Yes! <laughs> there we go. There we go. Pie face. Oh, did Fiona just write that as well? <laughs> yeah, she wrote it at the same time. Um, do you know who I think would be well fun to chat to quite a lot? Um, a guy that I love from afar. Uh, and we've not even had him on as a guest, right? Um, Vianic. Oh! I think he's really, he's the most chilled guy. He's the coolest guy. If you if, if Foods joined as a host and we had him on the poster, we'd be getting some cool brand deals, let yeah, me tell you. Especially if he like covered us on the poster. What do you mean? It's just him. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. We're not cool, are we? Oh, well, what, um, would we not even be side by like next to him? No, we'll just we'll just do a happy hour poster with Vooj on it. Okay. <laughs> and we'll just be we'll just be audio only, but he's the video. I don't know okay. what I'm saying. Nico would be good. Obviously, I'd, I'd love Nico. Um, I've been trying to get him on for but, fucking ages. But my thing with that is we're talking about someone who's co-host. I've never had enough of a conversation with Nico by the time he was here to be able to feel like my brain's going, yeah, that's a natural person oh, he's for me sound, to be he's with. Oh, sound. He's okay. sound. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd need like, I'd feel comfortable with Randolph. Yeah. Like that's how I felt so comfortable going on What's Good because yeah. I knew I could just sit and chill and talk to him and Simon. Mm -hmm. So like I could have it, I could sit with someone like that. But again, it is, I'd then have to go down the route of maybe like Danny Aaron's, like people I just feel he like I good. can just, yeah, I can just chat to and not worry too much. Yeah, he was good. Ben um, Foster. Yeah, <laughs> always, always back to Foster. Uh, have we got anything else that we should touch on before we, before we, before we leave? Um, what's the single greatest happy hour moment of all time since we've been doing it? What is your favourite? Oh, it's, it's almost impossible to answer, isn't it? But I will say the most memorable moments for me tend to be main show moments. Yeah. Because they're the moments where we can just be ourselves, take the piss, joke around, not worry at all about what the guest might think of us. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you get that with some guests, like someone like Asim Chowdhury, we took the piss the whole time and I absolutely loved it. Mm -hmm. But like my brain instantly jumps to, have you seen my baby? It jumps to throw an acid, Robbie throw an acid in my face, yeah. and stuff like that. So it's... or you doing your bloody tell me more tell me more oh, yeah. you have a car like loads of little little quips and stuff so mm. it's all like when we just cr like in the last episode with Alfie yeah our confessions yeah like that cracked me up for ages so it's yeah. like little things like that I find are my favourite moments I don't think I could pick a best though I think the live show is probably my favourite moment I didn't even think of that. I think the live show because I think that was the moment that really elevated us to like fuck we because because obviously when it comes to like urban legends and stuff, I don't know the stories and I didn't know the story for the live show. No. Uh, but there might be a moment where like planning it, you go, oh, there's a bit 
um, in one of them where it's about a dog and you'll probably, you won't tell me what it is, but you'll go, you'll probably want to make a joke about the dog. So when you, when you start talking about it, I'm hyper aware, like, okay, where's the joke here? And then I find it. But you didn't tell me anything about the urban legends that we did at the live show at the Waterfront Norwich. And um, I just felt the jokes came. I think everyone played their role well. Yeah. It was like, Jack, Jack mate was no, not Jack mate in terms of the cunty Jack mate, but the, the, podcast jack mate was very jack mate robbie knox was very robbie knox and stevie white was very stevie yeah. white and like we said to those two lads from the copycat podcast who came up and spoke to her i don't know if you were there at the, that time actually but they they're two lads that um they called their podcast the copycat podcast because they're basically copying ours and oh, they said funny. that they we inspired them and they're oh, no, two, I didn't. two absolutely lovely lads um they came up to me and was like uh they asked what advice i would give to them starting and i just said you need your characters so so even though we're very much real when we're in this situation believe it or not i don't go away and bully you all the time or no. ro- me and Robbie gang up on you on the you might say something stupid and we'll jump on it but it won't be like that all the time so be very hyper aware that this kind of like weird kind of podcast world that you're in this is our advice to anyone who's starting a podcast out there be yourself be true to yourself don't move away from the morals that you believe but also hype up your character a little bit i know i piss people off sometimes when i come out with stupid comments sometimes they're genuine and even when they're not there's an ounce of genuine like like i i genuinely can't wrap my head around how disarano was made before electricity like i can't do that but but i can't like i'm not going to be walking out of here today and talking to you about it but to give to give you an idea of jack's stupidity outside of the studio we were planning um chris stark's podcast on the way up here and we were talking about the mila kunas interview and i said I said, oh, he only had ten minutes before he went in to do the interview, and I said, oh, it was, it was, and it was for Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh, and, Jack, you... and Jack went, oh, was that who was meant to be interviewing her? We're like, no, Jack, that's the film she was in. So you thought the interviewer was called Oz the Great and Powerful, or whatever? <laughs> and then what about today? Fiona, literally before we turned the mics on to record, Fiona came in and she had an object in her hand, didn't she? And she went, guess, guess what I'm holding? And I could see through it. I could see through her hand. And I could see it was sunglasses. And I just said, scissors? And then she went, nope. And then I had another guess and still, I said, chocolate? And then she said, it's sunglasses. I went, I know I could see it, but I don't know why. I didn't Your just... brain doesn't work sometimes. I know. Um, uh, yeah. So, so hype up your characters ever so slightly. Um, play your roles and stick to your roles and um, I had a meeting uh, recently with a with a lovely man who um, works uh, in comedy and works for the BBC and uh, he gave me some advice uh, when it comes to writing characters for a sitcom which I think work well for a podcast as well because essentially we are characters on this show um, think this scenario about any character how would your character react when you push them into a swimming pool so Pete said to me um, that he's listened to the show and he loves how we've all got our own roles. He said, I've never met Stevie, but I know how he'd react if he was pushed in the swimming pool. I know how Robbie would react if he was pushed in the swimming pool. How would I react? You'd probably pretend that you wanted to jump in anyway. You didn't push me and I wanted to jump in anyway. <laughs> like that. Well I, well, I like swimming anyway. So I got 100 metres when I was at school. So you, you've done me a favour there. I was getting in anyway. And then... Uh, <laughs> I actually only got three metres at school. <laughs> yeah, which is mental. Uh, Robbie would probably um, turn it into a swan dive and try and do a backstroke. Uh, but not be able to pull it off but still really give it a good go um, and then I would probably be quite annoyed about it you try and drain the swimming pool yeah I'd be like why have you pushed me in the swimming pool Stevie it's not your role to do that 
It's not your role. I'm pushing yeah, you, you in. Be annoyed. Yeah, but there we go. What's next for happy hour? Does that have an expiry date? I think it has to. Like everything, yeah. yeah like, One day we will die. But it, but it doesn't necessarily mean the podcast expires in that way. I, I don't think there's a true answer to it. We've got no end in sight, but it's going to get to a point where people go, yeah, we've heard it all now. Mm. Like, even if we come up with new stories, it's still going to be the same shit over and over again in the long run. But it doesn't mean happy hour ends. It means the podcast might end or the version you're listening to right now, at mm. least. It just means something new happens. I, I, I'd imagine that me, you and Robbie will continue doing work and stuff together. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah, I just don't know exactly what mean what, what it means Well, podcast-wise. Well, I think it's time to actually... I think we should just tell him, right? I think we should just tell him because I, I feel like this is a good ending to the episode. At the end of Series 6 in September, it is actually going to be the end of Happy Hour. We've got four months left. Uh, we're going to have a good time until then. Of course we're not. <laughs> of course. I just wanted you guys to realise how much you fucking appreciate us and you wanted us. Uh, that's going to backfire when they're all sat there going, yes, yes. it's finishing. No, we're going to be doing this for many, many years to come. Because um, we're tied into a contract. No, what do you uh, need to achieve to feel truly successful on Happy Hour? On Happy Hour? Um... I feel like we are. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, d I don't know. I don't know what kind of big in the game. Yeah. I don't know what more. I think I'd like to try and get. I want to redo Johnny Knoxville, not him necessarily, but a new A, a, a list. Yeah. Like an American actor or something mm -hmm. and do it how we'd want to do it. Yeah. It's just whether that op opportunity ever arises because when you get someone like that, you are told what you need to talk about. Yeah. And obviously that backfired on us a little bit with that episode. Yeah. We had to but stick to, that, to the format. That's, I think, what I'd feel really good with for happy hour, at least. Mm. If we can get a guest and... Like, even Peter Blexley, for instance. I yeah. know he's not an A-list celebrity, but like Peter Blexley, the first episode we did, we really enjoyed and everyone really liked. But when we did episode two with him, when it was just me and you and we did that whole, like, good cop, bad cop thing and everything, we loved that because we went... It was just like episode one, but it felt more happy hour. Mm. I remember us saying that to each other, and I want an A-list celebrity where it felt happy hour. Like yeah. Deborah Meaden felt happy hour yeah and it's class like little episodes like that so i'd love that with like a tom holland or <sighs> zach efron i think the day i sit down across a table and stare into the beautiful eyes of mr bo burnham is a day i can die happy i've been listening to dissect i told you last week and they've been dissecting inside and he is just he is just i'm in love <laughs> I'm in love with Bo Burnham. So Spotify, if you can make that happen, uh, someone send this to Bo Burnham and, uh, I, well, Bo Burnham will hear this clip and never want to be anywhere. He'll probably get a restraining order out against me. Yeah, but. and you are nowhere near as intelligent as I him. know, so he's going to be talking about things and I'm going to go, just tell me about the burrito, please. <laughs> you had too much in it, like the peppers and stuff. But there we go. This has been um, the Jack and Stevie special of Happy Hour. If you liked it, let us know if you want another one. I hope we didn't skirt around too many of the hard-hitting questions. Um, we will see you again in a few days' time when we'll be sitting down with a guest. Could be anyone. Who knows at this point? And we'll see you next week when, hopefully, Robbie Knox will be back. He will be back. That'll be back. Oh, um, that'll be back. <laughs> that'll be, that. And um, if Robbie doesn't come back, uh, I'll tell you who will. Mr. I'm Alex. Hello, everyone. All right. Is that what you wanted? Is <laughs> that what you wanted? That was exactly what I wanted. We'll see you here next week, Alex. Stevie, P45's in the post. See you later, guys. Happy hour. Bye. <laughs>
Jagmate's Happy Hour. Jagmate's Happy Hour is a Stack Production. 